This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. There is a story of a Canadian, possibly a Canadian soldier, who is being investigated for drinking a beer while parachuting. Yes. So, the headline is, Canadian Army investigating after soldier parachutes over Petawawa while drinking a beer. It's like a 20-second video. He basically, he's already, the the parachute has already been deployed. He's kind of floating back down to earth. He pulls a Miller Lite out of his bag in front of him, chugs it, and just says a couple words. That's it. Shakes his head. The government. (laughs) It looks fun, though, just floating down drinking a beer like that. Yeah, it looks awesome. I've parachuted alone like that. I didn't have a beer, but it is awesome, and having a beer would make it that much more spectacular. And so, the you know, it's obviously it goes against the Canadian Army's code of conduct and some rules. (laughs) Not not the safest thing. You're not allowed to drink beer while parachuting. What a shame. That's in, that's in, did did they write it down? Did they specifically say? You're not yeah. allowed to do that. I'm guessing a couple hooligans during WW1 tried to pull it off. And Ruined they it, it for down. everybody. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the government's mad, but you read the comment section, and the Canadian citizens aren't mad at him jumping out of the plane with the beer. They're mad he's drinking a Miller Light. They're like, "You're supposed to be representing Canada. Yeah, have a Molson Canadian or something." Uh, but they, the, the army is looking into it, and I guess this guy is not. He probably not an active soldier. The soldier in the video is no longer serving. He left the Canadian forces in September, and at this point, the military say, is not making him public. Ruffy looking. Like, don't they? Do they still make you cut your hair and shave your beard? I hope so. You, you dirty hippie. I hope when so. When you join the the service, you're supposed to be uniform. You're, it's supposed to be uniform. You're supposed to look the same. I don't know. I got a buddy who joined the army like ten years ago. He's out now, but he said. It, things have changed so much in the Canadian Army. Like when he first got there, they still had the strict physical requirements, and like two years in, completely changed, completely gone. And in fact, like we we all saw Full Metal Jacket and those epic scenes where the commander guy is like screaming at the drill cadets. sergeant, the drill yeah. sergeant, yeah. They can't do that anymore. They can't make fun. They're of They're not them. allowed to yell at the soldiers anymore. Apparently not. Like there's certainly words you can't say that in that movie you probably shouldn't be saying these days but like it's it's beyond that it's like you can't talk down to them like that anymore wow so so if this guy does get in trouble for drinking the beer they'll probably end up apologizing to him (laughs) (laughs) sorry you have a disease you're an alcoholic our bad i don't know it sounds like this guy's not active but i didn't know you could keep your fatigues but i guess you probably can you know what i'm upset about it's not that he's he's drinking a beer while parachuting i don't even mind that he's drinking a miller light because i do enjoy a nice cold miller light locale as well um i i'm just angry that he filmed it you know like uh, this day and age everyone's filming everything remember the good old days where you just did something jim for the story oh yeah and you'd say don't film this <laughs> like yes. if you have a vhs recorder put it away yeah, you know how you get away with stuff <laughs> you don't film it and put it on the internet because i guarantee this isn't the first canadian soldier to do it 
even recently, this is probably something they do during initiations or whatever. Just don't film yeah. it. As he's, long as you're being semi-safe. He's the first one to post it on the internet, and now he's ruined it for everybody. True. They're going to be searching bags now as you go up in the plane. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We've been missing out on the stories that really matter. Jim, Like, what the heck is going on? I, I keep seeing stuff pop up on social media about Harry Styles... Spitting on the actor Chris Pine. Yeah, the 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 memes are going around here. It's alleged that he spit that Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. Chris Pine is saying it didn't happen, but basically they're at uh, a a movie premiere Monday night. They're in a movie uh, called Don't Worry Dar- Darling. That's Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles, Chris Pine. Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles are dating now, and there's been a ton of drama. Behind the scenes, she's been like kind of chirping people and kind of throwing shade. And there's just been a lot of behind the scenes nonsense going on. So what happened was they're sitting in like the front row at this theater at the Venice uh, International Film Festival. And then Harry Styles goes to sit next to Chris Pine and Olivia Wilde. He looks down or he, he does something like kind of bends over in front of Chris Pine. Pine looks down, stops clapping and kind of has like a upset look on his face and then harry kind of looks like he's giving him the cold shoulder that's just what it appears like but i think people are just like reading into it i don't know how the spit idea or where the spit idea came from there's like zapruder thought film. he horked on his leg that's what people are saying but like people are going over this like it's like the jfk assassination <laughs> video where's the spit or like the seinfeld episode like where is it it doesn't i don't see it i don't know how it started like th- there is a weird exchange like it could just be one of those things where he has a look on his face and the other guy's got a look on his face, but there's nothing between them. I don't know. Why would he spit on him? And uh, why would you handle it so well if somebody horked on your leg? Uh, if somebody spit on my leg, I'd probably stand up instantly. <laughs> just, just like uh, You draw more attention to it? Well, a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're used to getting spit on, you'd think you're, you'd have just a... Just a like a a reaction that was a little more animated than raising your eyebrows. I got spit on last night. We were at the bar after the Pearl Jam show, and a guy was talking. He was doing a lot of hand talking, and he spit on my face. Okay, but that's different. That's an accidental spit. Yeah, but I, I was scared. To... I didn't react. I just let it sit there for like a minute because I didn't <laughs> want to make him feel bad. Was it Harry Styles? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. He'd still be on there. No, it was just a random guy. But uh, but, but that's a different scenario yeah. because you don't want to draw attention to it and make the accidental spitter look bad. But if somebody walked up to you... Yeah, horked. And... Yeah. <laughs> Right on you, you would your reaction would not be remain calm and just roll your eyes. Yeah, part of me thinks that this is all this stupid movie. Nobody knows what it's about. Everybody's just talking about the drama. My fiance included. She's sending me TikTok videos. I haven't bothered watching them, but yeah. I think it's almost it might be promotion for the movie. Like they're just stirring okay. the pot to get whatever will stick on the wall. Just like the slap at the Oscars, <laughs> people were saying that oh that uh, was a fake slap. To, I thought so to promote uh, Will Smith's movie or mm-hmm. to promote Chris Rock's upcoming comedy tour. So you think they drummed this up? The publicist said, "Okay, guys, we need uh, we need a little more talk around this film before it's released." Harry at the premiere. Hork on Chris Pine. No, That'll no, do it. I don't think it went like that. I think th- people started speculating. 
and then it, they themselves started promoting it. Like okay. any any press is good press. So like, they've just jumped on it. Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't know. Did I spit on them? Yeah. And then like Chris Pine is saying, no, it didn't. Harry has no comment. You know, they're just keeping it in the news cycle. Should we just start uh, harking on each other? Uh, see how it, it does for our ratings? <laughs> well, nobody will see it. <laughs> but yeah, we'll video it. We'll put it on Instagram. Let's yeah. see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, post an Instagram reel of Jim and I spitting on each other's legs after the show. <laughs> How's that sound? He doesn't know how to fold up a map or the Lenny from Squiggy was in Spinal Tap. He can't do math without the help of an app. We're filling Jim's Generation Gap. Generation Gap is the game that we're playing here, and our contestant is Amber. Hi, Amber. Hi. Hi. Now, do you mind if I ask how old you are? Yeah, I am 32. 32. Okay. So pretty close yeah. to Jim's age. You got some kids in the background there? Yeah, I have two little kids. Are they going to school today or no? Uh, no, my oldest starts JK tomorrow. Okay. Right on. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. It's nice when you can get rid of those uh, daycare payments. <laughs> oh, I've been lucky. I've been home with him for the last four years. Well, Sweet. then it's nicer that you can get the yeah. kid out of the house. <laughs> well, I've got my own business, so yeah, it'll be nice to have a little bit more time for my business. So. Okay, we've been in Hamilton the past couple of days. Jim went to McMaster University, and he has asked some young people some trivia questions. Mm-hmm. We are going to uh, we're going to tell you the question, and then you have to guess whether or not the the young people knew what the answers were. But first, we've got to introduce you to the students that Jim met yesterday. Uh, do you want me just to play this thing? Go now, for Jim? it, yeah. Hi, my name is Paul. I'm in computer engineering. I'm in my third year. How old are you? I'm 20. You from Hamilton? Uh, no, I'm from around here, though. How about yourself? Uh, I'm Trevor Lawplin. I'm also 20, and I'm in my third year of engineering as well. Couple smarties. Here we go. Where are you from? Uh, Kamloops, BC. Nice. There's their vibe, engineering students, young guys, 20 years old. Paul and Trevor, what is the first question you asked those guys? The first question I asked was, what year was Y2K? What year was Y2K? Do you think they'll know that? Uh, I think so, yes. I hope so. What year was Y2K? Oh, 1999. One guy got it. 1999 or 2000? 1999 is the answer, technically, right? 19, it was the year 2000. It was what was midnight. it? I, it was it was, it was midnight <laughs> on New Year's Eve. I guess technically, God, I am stupid. But I guess it was technically it, <laughs> well, to me. It was Paul. it was New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine. Anyway, Let's next question: What actor played Dirty Harry? What actor played Dirty Harry? Do you think they'll know that? No. Which actor played the character Dirty Harry? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. Tom Cruise. Oh, Tom Cruise. Jim Carrey. <laughs> No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. Clint. Mm-hmm. You feeling lucky, punk? Okay. <laughs> Dirty Harry does sound like a comedy movie if you have no idea what it's about, though, right? Well, it also like, sounds like a porno movie if you don't know what it's about. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't say Ron Jeremy. Okay, question the third here. What team... Question the third. Yeah, that's how they say it in Old English. What team... I'm old, Taz. What team did Bobby Orr play for? Do you think they'll know that? Yes, I think they will know that. What team did Bobby Orr play for? What sport did he play? I'm not going to say. <laughs> oh, wow. It's hockey? Oh, oh I, no. 
Montreal Canadiens. I don't know. Mm-mm. Close. Original oh, six okay. teams. Boston Bruins is the yeah. answer. Next question. Name the three female leads on Friends. Will these guys be able to name all three of the main women on Friends? No, I don't think so. Name the three female leads in the TV show Friends. What are the three girls' names on Friends? Oh, Phoebe, Rachel, and Monica. Friends? Still relevant. (laughs) It's it's, uh, one of the hottest show on the streaming services. Hmm. Generation gap here. Final question. Let's see if you can get this one right, Amber. This is a tricky okay. one, kind of. Who was Robert Downey Jr.'s dad? Do you think they'll get that? Who was Robert Downey Jr.'s dad? No. Who was... You know Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. Who was Robert Downey Jr.'s father? Oh. I actually don't know that. It'd be Robert Downey? I don't know. Robert Downey, <laughs> Robert Downey Sr., yes! They figured they it got out. It. You tried. Oh, darn it. <laughs> tried Critical thinking. <laughs> oh, the engineering future looks bright in this country. <laughs> couple uh, McMaster students, kudos to those guys for uh, giving you some time yesterday. And kudos to you. Amber, you got enough right. You could become a multimillionaire because we're giving you $100 in Lotto 649 tickets. Enjoy, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. In Hamilton, last night we went to the Pearl Jam concert at First Ontario Centre. And there's a bit of a connection here between the Tragically Hip and Pearl Jam. We know that uh, Eddie Vedder was a fan uh, friend of Gord Downey, um, and when Gord passed, Pearl Jam on stage paid tribute to Gord. So when Eddie on stage last night saw a couple guys in the crowd with shirts that paid tribute to Gord Downey, he got the camera guy to spin the camera around and said, look at these guys' shirts! And they put them up on the screen, and when everyone saw these Gord Downey shirts, they went wild, of course. It was almost like a minute standing ovation. And we were kind of at a funny angle. We couldn't figure out what exactly it was, and we found out later. But uh, I was like, what, what, why is everybody so hyped? What did they show a picture of? Yeah. And then later in the show, Eddie Vedder went over to these two guys with the Gord Downey shirts, and he he poured them each a glass of wine. And I was like, wow, those two lucky dudes just got to drink Eddie Vedder's wine. You know, after a good concert here on the Taz and Jim program, we like to find some good hammered concert reviews. Now, coincidentally, we saw a couple guys who were swerving coming out of First Ontario Center. Matching shirts. We went up to them, and this is what happened. It's time for another Hammered Concert Review. Fellas, how are you? Taz and Jim from 1108. Jim! What? Jim! No, that's Jim. Oh, Taz! I'm Taz. I'm RPL! Jim and Taz! Okay, hi guys, I f***ing love you guys. Dude, RPL General Contracting. Woo! Remember that? Remember the tile guy RPL. from the other day? Okay, RPL. Yeah, the show was epic. I had Eddie Wine. Are you the guys who got Eddie better? Yeah! <laughs> I, I said to Jim, I said, there is two guys back. in the he's, front row. He's keeping it for some reason. So, because I love it. Because I don't want to let it go. So why did Eddie give you the wine? Because we ran out because, of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> did you yell something at him? Ed. Other than I love you. Uh, Eddie! <laughs> Eddie! Eddie, come oh over to God, us. Yeah, he might have seen your Eddie, shirt. What do your shirt say? Guard fucking Downey. Guard beeping Downey. 
Yeah. Radio edit. So I think that might have been some respect for Gord Downey. Guys. Well, definitely. Yes. Totally, yes. buddy. And totally. he came over to us and he grabbed me. I saw it. I was sitting in the 200s in the and you guys were front row. I saw him I pour you. wine and oh, hand it to you guys. Yes, you did, buddy. Look it. And I could I had it. You know He's how much it took me to get this wine. out of the stadium? There, you got it. I'm like, I'm not giving up my Eddie Wine. Go Beep your hat. <laughs> I drank mine. So, so how did it taste? Because yeah, I would imagine Eddie Vedder's like not serving up terrible like shit. It was bad wine. Like, uh, like poop. You don't, you don't think Eddie <laughs> was giving you, know, you the good Catholic stuff? Catholic people, you know. Smell it. Uh, hey, all Cass, Cass, boys, Cass, Cass, smell. Cass, smell. And, Just take a whip. Yeah, take a yeah. sip. Take a sip. Take a sip. You want me to take a sip of Eddie Vedder's wine? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Tastes like, like shit, doesn't it? Wine, like, yeah, I don't think he gave you the good stuff, guys. No, totally not, man. <laughs> you guys ever want to call me? I love you guys so much. I listen to you every morning. We love you too. Hopefully, uh, we didn't share anything more than wine. And I'm glad. I'm glad you love Pearl Jam, went. boys. What oh, an experience! Man. Thank you very much, Taz. Hammer concert review. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard a more excited man in my life. He was pretty pumped. Dude, rightfully so. I, I don't know if I've ever been so aggressively peer pressured <laughs> into doing something that I really didn't want to do. That was intense. That should be played in, in health classes for do children. It, do, okay. it, do it, do it, do it! Yeah! <laughs> he won the Super Bowl! Oh, my God. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a hypochondriac. So now, if I get sick five weeks from now, I'm going to say, damn, I knew I shouldn't have drank that Eddie Vedder wine from that guy's cup. Yeah. Uh-oh, Taz. I think I see a little cold sore forming. Oh, <laughs> you got Eddie Vedder's HPV, bro? Yeah! yeah! It's Eddie Vedder's Woo! herpes! <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Yesterday, Jim and I, uh, we split up, Okay. Jim had something very important he wanted to do, which was thrift store shopping. Is this something like you heard the thrift store shopping in Hamilton is great, or this is uh, an activity you like to take part in in any town that you visit? This is my new activity. I like looking for just like, I like sorting through stuff or not sorting, just like scanning through things. And like every once in a while you find something for a dirt cheap deal. Like I bought a PS2 a week ago, the mini one, 20 bucks at a thrift store. I mean, it's not that valuable, but it's sweet. I used to have one and it's kind of like a throwback. So I've been like trying to buy like all my favorite VHS movies. Like I'm still looking for the Predator you know, the original Arnold Schwarzenegger one, a couple of, like, old... Three Ninjas. So, like, I'm going to all these towns trying to find Those these Those VHS tapes are worth a lot of money. They're, I think they're so. They're starting to get more valuable, right? And once the meteor hits and all the Wi-Fi goes out, who's going to have all the movies? Your old pal Jim. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I found some good stuff. I bought a, I did buy uh, a book, Ken Follett, Pillars of the Earth, one of my faves, and my girlfriend's looking for book recommendations, and that was one I read 15 years ago. And I found it for two bucks. I'm like, boom, there we go. Steel. Dark City, I got on DVD. If you never heard of that movie, it's like a underrated sci-fi movie from the late 90s, kind of yeah. overshadowed by The Matrix, which kind of had similar dark themes to it. It's like a noir mystery. Yeah, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland's in it. Yeah. Right? Weird guy. And it's, re- it's not on any streaming services. So I got that, which is sick. And I've been meaning to watch that again for the first time in 20 years. And what's in the box? So this, now, I saw this and I immediately thought of our boss, Brad, who who's a beauty and enjoys the odd cigarette, you know. Sometimes I partake with him, so I thought, 
this is a perfect form. It is a still in the box, in the bag, never been used, 1992 model smoke grabber ashtray. This is a Taz. This is a cordless <laughs> device. Look at it. It's like a mini George Foreman looking thing, but it's an ashtray. So you flip that open, and then what does it do? Why, why do you need that? I'm not sh quite sure, but you le you can smoke inside, and like when you s just set your smoke down in the ashtray instead of the smoke going and filling the filling the living room, there's like a vacuum f air filter inside this cordless device, and Does it, it take sucks batteries. Up. Yeah, two D batteries, not provided. Sorry, Brad, that's on you. But I don't know. I don't know how it prevents you from inhaling and then blowing the smoke around the rest of the room. But while it's in that ashtray. This the ashes are now scentless, and the cigarette okay. will be will be so filtered. It's like a ventilation system as well. The cigarette is sitting in the ashtray. Yeah, so or if when you put it, it down for a while. It'll keep the smoke yeah. Like out sometimes of the you're room. working and you're like typing. You got to set it down. You know whatever you're doing, and then also sometimes like when like in 1976. <laughs> yeah, you know when you're reading the newspaper, uh, but anyway. But the the old cigarettes, the cigarette butts go in there too, and they can stink. You know. I don't even know if he smoked in his house, but I think he'll start with the smoke grabber ashtray. That's a nice gift. So and still in the bag, man. Five ninety nine. What a deal. Are you gonna give him that? Uh, oh, his birthday's coming up in yeah. October, I think. Yeah. So I'll wrap it up, and yeah. it might be the highlight of his birthday. The smoke grabber ashtray from Polynex. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to the Salvation Army. I was on King Street East, like right downtown Hamilton. There's a lot of like secondhand uh, cool clothing stores and stuff. It's just a cool street, like a lot of cool shops uh, that I was visiting. Somebody's kicking themselves now that they didn't go and and do some thrifting yesterday. They missed out on the smoke grabber oh, yeah. ashtray. All eyes were on me. when I, And there was, there was a weird thing, too. For the first time ever, I've been doing a lot of thrifting. There was a guy trying on pants in the middle of the pants aisle. Over his existing pants? No, underwear. So he took he his took pants a, off? And he had shorts on. So he took his shorts off because you can't get a tight fit. How are you supposed to know? I, I'm assuming there was change rooms there. I don't know. I, I was looking around for them. I didn't really see them, but I've never seen anybody <laughs> try on pants in, in the, the middle, middle of, of the pants aisle. aisle. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, maybe I'm going to start thrifting. That sounds like uh, a ton of fun, Jim. Always an adventure. <laughs> Are you brave enough to let me see a peacock? Here we go. It's time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. Dev... Hey, guys. Hey, what do you want to talk about? Well, uh, Hockey Canada is in trouble for a whole new reason. These oh, guys dear. just uh, can't uh, can't stay out of it. So uh, there is a, a story in uh, Post Media this morning talking about how Hockey Canada owned a two-bedroom condo across the street from uh, the, uh, the Scotiabank Centre now, I guess, in uh, Toronto for seven years. And people are asking why. What in the world was Hockey Canada doing with this uh, condo in downtown Toronto? Now, they say uh, their executives needed it for the uh, World Juniors when they were held there in 2013 and 2015. The problem is they bought it in 2010 and then they sold it in 2017. So if you needed it in 2013, why'd you buy it in 2010? 
You know, that's valid, but why are people upset? I mean, they probably made a profit off it. So, I mean, you need to stay at hotels eventually. People are rolling through the city all the time. Why not have a crash pad? The, I don't know what they're using it for, but that seems lo- semi-logical. The The problem is, I mean, you're getting dues uh, from all these hockey organizations across the country, and when you're paying dues, do you expect it's going towards a condo in downtown Toronto that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars when you're there for a couple of days like their base is not in uh, in toronto so you're there for a couple of days can you not get an airbnb can you not get a hotel and save but that money? would lose more money in the long run would it because well, you're not getting that money back if you're if you're sitting on a property in toronto for seven years it's it's growing in value yeah, there's, no, there's no question they they're wisely made investing money from it but but is there a speculation because we know the other reason hockey canada is in big trouble with the allegations of the sexual improprieties and the uh the payoffs uh, like are people just assuming that was going on at this place too? I don't really understand why people would be that outraged at this. The well, the issue is uh, just in terms of what is the money going towards? What is like? There's no sort of transparency. There's no sort of governance. Hockey Canada is not a for-profit organization. They're a not-for-profit organization. The dues that are paid are supposed to go towards growing the game. And is this growing the game? Like the game of hockey? Forget the allegations for a second the game of hockey in canada is not growing so this to me is just another example this on its own not a huge scandal this when you add it to everything else that's going on with hockey canada i think you keep asking the question is the leadership that's in place right now the leadership we can trust to move forward and i think for a lot of people the answer is no I would say that uh, a couple wives of Hockey Canada executives may have some questions about this mystery condo. <laughs> I mean, was it a secret? Toronto. You're acting like there was some sort of knock or something like that. Open uh, sesame. I don't uh, know. I don't know. If, if my wife found out that I had a secret apartment she secret? didn't know about. <laughs> secret? Well, Dev, you're saying that nobody knew it. They didn't disclose this. The People didn't know that they owned this property. I, well, I, it sounds kind of like that me to we charity that was like investing taking money that they said was going somewhere and they were actually building their portfolio yeah so there's uh in terms of exactly who knew about uh, the condo it changes person to person they've not denied this they've they've admitted they had the condo but there are some people who are on the board who said they had absolutely no idea that it existed whatsoever so this was uh, from all accounts from the early reporting something that a small circle of people within hockey canada were aware of you know who ratted them out the person who was never invited to the condo <laughs> later why we have a condo in downtown toronto i never get invited i was sitting at the motel <laughs> they made me get an airbnb i'm in etobicoke what the hell this is the taz and jim podcast during the day yesterday jim uh there was a little bit of a mishap <laughs> This whole last like two or three days, you I we've discovered your new nemesis. What's that? Stairs. There's been a lot of stairs involved. A lot of stair issues in this in this hammer visit. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> At the Tie Cats game, you know, Tim Hortons Field, getting to your seat, you're you're stairsing it up. Oh, big time. Uh we stayed in an Airbnb. Yeah. And I might want to get into this later. What's the rules on claiming a room at an Airbnb? Is it the first one through the door gets to pick? Because Hmm. that seems to be what happened. Jim took the main level room, and my room was up. We counted them. 
19 stairs into a loft. I thought it was the you had the master. I thought I was doing the nice thing. No bathroom up there. So when I have to pee in the night, I'm coming down 19 stairs. And you know when you you get up to to have a a nighttime tinkle, you want to go right back to sleep. Well, my heart rate was so elevated by the time I got back up to the bed <laughs> from climbing Mount Everest that I didn't, stairs. I didn't fall asleep for like half an hour afterwards. And they're kind of like those uh, attic or basement stairs in the old houses because they're, they're steep. You know what I mean? Very like, steep. They're, they're precarious. I was holding the railing, like holding on for dear life yeah. the entire time I was climbing those things. Everywhere, Everywhere we, went, we went, Taz had to conquer the stairs. <laughs> The Stairmaster, they call me. <laughs> Except for uh, one got me yesterday. Oh, boy. I, I uh, went downtown. Uh, they had the merch tent set up for Pearl Jam, so I went to get a couple souvenirs, and I came back, met Jim, who was arriving back from his thrift store shopping, and we both were walking up the front steps of the Airbnb. Now, another thing to mention, the reason I'm having such an issue with stairs, I've got swimmer's ear right now. Yeah, like one ear's totally plugged. One ear has been plugged for like three days. I finally got the eardrops going yesterday, but I've been waiting for my ear to pop for three days straight. I hate that feeling. Um, And we were walking up the front steps of this place we're staying at, and I started doing the thing where you kind of do like a little head shake to the side, and you do it like a miniature hop. I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to do on stairs, but my toe caught one of the stairs, and gravity took over. <laughs> I went down hard. Yeah, big tree fall hard every time. But it looked... I wasn't sure what you were doing. I thought you tripped, and then you did try to do like a cool move to save yourself. But it, but that was you stomping the, the ground and trying to get the water out of your ear. So then when you tripped, you had your hands full of the Pearl Jam merch. No way to brace yourself. You did a full-blown... Tuck Chuck, and roll. Chuck Norris shoulder roll. Yes. And like, you know, it kind of looked semi-graceful, but it sounded harsh. Like, it was a lot of limbs, and it was almost athletic, but it wasn't. It was it was crazy. Yeah. It, it could have been worse. You had some battle scars, though, no? Yeah, my knee is all scuffed up. I'm going to come You're home. bleeding. I'm going to come home after a couple days away with Jim. And usually this is what happens when my son comes home from playing at the park. It's like, <laughs> buddy, what happened to your elbows and your knees? Yeah, why are your pants so grass-stained? <laughs> I don't know if my wife will let me uh, hang out with you anymore after this. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Was there a guy sleeping behind the wheel of a Tesla on the QEW? Hard to deny it, Taz. There's video of somebody driving by this guy. He's in a white Tesla, and he's it's driving down the highway, QEW, 100 kilometers an hour plus. He's eyes are closed, yeah. Seat reclined, uh-huh. hands off the steering wheel, snoozing like a beast. Uh, what's the deal with these Teslas? So they can drive themselves. They can, they can, but there is it's kind of like a legal gray area right now. Uh, there was a famous story uh, maybe a year or two ago in Calgary where a guy was busted dri- driving on autopilot while he was sleeping, and it was going 140 kilometers an hour, wow. which is crazy that you can set the autopilot to 140 kilometers an hour. See, I used to, when I was young, I thought cruise control was this. <laughs> I thought if you said, oh, I'm on cruise control. Hands I don't off need the wheels. Steer. Jesus, take the wheel. 
but this is this is legit. You set it to autopilot, basically. Yeah, and it and it drives itself, and it's pretty good. Uh, there's a few things like uh, it doesn't register. Um, one of the big ones is a, a pedestrian goes in front. It's, it sometimes does, sometimes doesn't. Yeah, or a deer or deer, something sure, out of the blue. But um, it, it kind of bothers. I gotta be honest. I probably I don't think this is responsible, but I probably trust the tesla autopilot more than i trust 50 percent of the drivers on the road for real like have you seen these people <laughs> they're terrible there's a lot of bad drivers out there yeah this guy though if you're going to try to pull this stunt which i would not recommend have the common courtesy to wear sunglasses keep the seat up i don't know <laughs> scotch tape your hands to the wheel maybe just one hand you got to do like homer simpson did when he was falling asleep during jury duty <laughs> You get a pair of glasses with open eyes painted on them. Exactly. So people driving by, they have no idea. They'll you're never asleep. know. You don't look at the person that closely on the QEW sure. unless they're reclined and their hands are off the steering wheel. That, and it's that's ghost riding. That's the uh, thing that makes this look like he intentionally was taking a nap and didn't just accidentally fall asleep. Like his his seat is cocked back pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, the the drive like the officials are saying it is full self driving mode, but it gives people a false sense of security. It's definitely not allowed in Ontario. You cannot sleep with the autopilot on. You have to be awake. And yeah, that was in 2019 where the driver fell asleep behind the wheel. He got charged with dangerous driving and all sorts of charges. This guy has not been charged though. The guy who's gone viral in the past week. Yeah. On the QEW, have they tracked him down? Well, you can see his license plate in the video pretty blatantly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to rat the guy out, but if they want to find him, it's pretty simple to do so. They know where to look. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, police don't go by his house until after 11 a.m. He likes to sleep in. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast.